you are taking a statin prescription, you need to be taking CoQ10. And so when you block up that pathway, yes, the other side of that is you are going to reduce your CoQ10 levels, antioxidant, energy production. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today, you get to hear from Thomas Pennell and myself again. This is part two of a four-part series. Some of the top questions I receive hormones aside are regarding supplements, and so I wanted to take lots of time to dive into them. These next several episodes will cover many supplements A through Z, and if there's a supplement or product you want to learn more about we didn't cover, please reach out to me and I'll make sure to try my best to include it on a future episode. In today's part two episode, we will cover citrus bergamot, collagen, CoQ10, the Core Restore Liver Detox Program, Cystostatin, DHEA, DIM, D-ribose, vitamin D, digestive digestive support and enzyme support, thyrobind, and fish oil. Let's get started. Still in the seas, let's go to citrus bergamot. So I also heavily use this this, um, because of the cardiovascular benefits that it provides. So you guys have a certain patented technology, I think, for this. And I want you to tell me where you source your product from also. Um, Do you know where you get your berberine? Speaking of sourcing, do you know? I'm putting you on the spot here. So tell us more about bergamot. Yeah, there's a researcher in Italy who has a great Italian name, Dr. Vincenzo Malachi, which I just love saying, just rolls right off the tongue, right? His team started realizing this goes to kind of where we source that product from, but his team was realizing that this is blue zones, right? So there's eight blue zones all across the planet. And for those who don't know, it's a population that for whatever reason is just living past 100 more than surrounding areas or even other parts of the world. There's actually one in California, Loma Linda, California, which is great, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But um, they're all over the world. And one of them is this portion of Italy where they consume this bergamot juice pretty regularly. Like someone in Florida would be drinking orange juice every day um, or someone in California would get to you know make lemonade from a you know lemon plant in their front yard or whatever it is. We don't get to do that in Iowa. But what they're doing is they realized through this research that these people had really low cardiovascular issues. They were living past 100 and they had really healthy cholesterol levels. And so they started to look at the citrus bergamot plant and they realized that there's a lot of polyphenols in that fruit that are able to modulate that cholesterol formation response called a valinate pathway. They were able to modulate that pathway pretty effectively using a natural citrus bergamot. And so we actually go to the company, we utilize the company um, and the raw material is called Bergamonte, but we utilize the company that is in Italy doing that research and they're growing that plant in that correct portion of the world because the blue zone is not in, for instance, like Texas California. or something like that or California. Yeah. Or, I know, guess there is yeah. another blue zone, there but not the one, specific blue it, zone. Yeah, yeah. But the, the place where the people are living past 100 that are drinking this juice, that's where they grow this plant. They're doing it in the portion of the world because the way that, and we talked about this on our first episode ever, but it, we talked about how if you grow a plant in one area of the world and it's exposed to certain conditions in its environment, that plant is evolutionary from an evolutionary standpoint, going to produce certain chemicals, produce certain polyphenols based on its environment. Right. And so if we put that plant in the correct environment, it makes the polyphenols we're looking for. And then this is the company that's got all the clinical data, which is awesome. There's human clinical trials associated. I know you've seen them um, for helping with cholesterol support, which is fantastic. So you want to know when you're buying products that you're getting high quality products that are sourced appropriately, because I've had patients who have come to me on Bergamot and I kind of look at it and the dosage is janky and like they got it on Amazon. Sorry, but I'm thinking this isn't very high quality. And I say, can you just I've even for some patients, even when when we first got this bergamot product, I just said, I'll give you this bottle for free. Will you do a trial? Will you switch to this product? 
And let's just see if the results are better. And sure enough, switching to a higher quality product. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Yeah, yep. It actually worked. And I know I've said this, but the easiest way if you're wondering, hey, I don't know which ones are good if I'm looking online or looking at whatever is just go look at Dr. Gray's website. Look at your longevity blueprint. She's obviously done her her due diligence looking for these products and these companies. Obviously, we're not the only one, but the products that she has, um, we're a company that's doing this for you. We do the research. We go to these companies and source them and test them. And if you want to hear more in detail how we do that, first and second episode <laughs> are a great way to get into that. So. so, yeah, I would say don't just purchase your supplements at a corner store. You know, you no. want to purchase from a licensed clinician because <laughs> yeah. we're putting our reputation and our name yeah. on the line. We're backing yep. these products saying these should work, right? Yeah. And these are things that you're doing. And this is a big point, too. These are things you're doing every single day with lots of patients and pulling blood and looking at labs and seeing how in real clinical practice, these products are affecting patients, which the corner store is not doing. Amazon is not doing. Walmart is not is doing. Not doing. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Agreed. if you want to know how these work, work with your functional provider. Work with Dr. Gray. Absolutely. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Okay, let's go on to collagen. And I actually, we have so many products. We have like a thousand SKUs here. I don't even know what our collagen product is named, but it's something collagen, like collagen support probably. <laughs> sure. So collagen is one of our most abundant proteins in the body. And it's something that we need for tendons and ligaments for hair, skin, and nails. So there is some collagen in bone broth, but you can also take a more concentrated collagen product. So tell us more about your our collagen product and why it's different, why it's better. Yeah, so collagen is a huge market. It's a multi-billion dollar industry just in and of itself. There's a lot of companies out there and we're probably familiar um, with quite a few of them, right? You've probably seen the ads with Jennifer Aniston and she sits there and says, I mix collagen in my coffee every day and flips her hair and everyone says, woohoo, right? So the thing is, from a clinical perspective, are people going to feel better if they take collagen in general? Probably. But from a clinical perspective, there's a huge variance between those raw materials. And what I mean by that is that their collagen itself needs to be below a particular molecular weight in order to be useful by the body. And that size is 3,000 kilodaltons. And again, this won't be on the quiz, but what you do need to know mm-hmm. is 3,000 kilodaltons is a, is a size and it's very, very, very small. So peptides in order to be used by the body have to be below that size in order for them to actually be bioavailable within our system and actually utilize to make hair, skin, nails, and all the things that people want when they take those products. There are certain companies out there, I'm not going to name them by name, right? But there's certain companies out there, one of them in a nice pretty blue bottle, that their average uh, peptide size is about 12,000 kilodaltons. And so they're four times larger than would be considered bioavailable and useful within the body. Mm, And then to mm. compensate for that, they use a particularly large dose, assuming that at least some portion of those will be below a certain kilodalton size. And so when we actually look from a clinical perspective, our product has three patented raw materials that between the three of them have 25 human clinical trials. Coming from some pretty reputable places, one of my favorite actually comes out of Harvard University in conjunction with Tufts Medical Center, a very, very, very robust study that was done on patients with osteoarthritis for improving joint pain, which is huge, right? So it's not just a hair, skin, and nails product, which there absolutely is application for, but this is also for patients like, this is something my mom takes. If you're listening, hi, mom. But this is something my mom <laughs> takes, right? Um, she took this for her plantar fasciitis, and her plantar fasciitis went away within a couple of months. She said wow. she continues to take it because she wakes up, and she's, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she uh, says her joints feel a little better when she wakes up and starts moving it. takes her a second, as she says, to uh, kind of get things going in the morning, right? And so when you look at our product, our dose is about five grams per scoop. Your dose is about five grams per scoop on that product. If you look at some of the other companies, they're anywhere from 15 to 20, if not even higher. 
And the concern is, is that when we increase the dose of collagen, it increases oxalate production in the body, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you get above 10 grams per day, you significantly increase oxalate production in the body. You can probably expand on why we are concerned about oxalates, but the primary concern is that they can crystallize, is that they can yeah. bind to other things in our urine, especially in crystallize. I'm not saying that certain collagens will always cause stones because that's the concern with crystallization. But if patients already have high oxalate levels, this can put them over the edge. Or if they're already in a position where they're concerned about getting stones, this can kind of be the tipping point for some of them. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. And we can test for high oxalate levels in patients yep. on the nutritional evaluation. Yep. But yeah, think of oxalates as almost glass shards in the body that can lead to pain. So yeah, from myalgia pain, joint pain, yep. um, even gout. Um, and good. it could also lead to bladder pain, interstitial cystitis, whatnot. So yeah, not not good. So thank you. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. So collagen, we all need collagen. Yeah, super important. Makes you feel good. It's a feel good product, right? We, there's some products maybe we don't notice right away. B vitamins, you'd probably notice if you're deficient. Collagen is definitely a feel good product. You take that, you will feel better. Absolutely. I know my husband likes to put it in his, in his coffee. So <laughs> you can certainly do that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I do too. <laughs> all right. Coenzyme Q10. So coenzyme Q10 is another antioxidant. We've mentioned some of those. It's found in, in every cell in our body. It's, it plays a critical role in neurological protection, energy production, cardiovascular health, blood sugar balance. And it's known for being, it's a, it's a fat soluble antioxidant. Yeah. Many medications we take, like I was mentioning with B vitamins, medications can deplete B vitamins. They can also deplete coenzyme Q10. And CoQ10 can be a little harder to get from food. So I think a lot of patients need to supplement with that. You know, through my fellowship program, I was kind of just taught a general rule of thumb is for every medication they take that could deplete it, they need 100 more milligrams. So if they're on a diabetes med and a cholesterol med and a blood pressure med, they're going to need at least 300 milligrams of CoQ10. So it's something that also I have found can be helpful for headaches, for lowering blood pressure, and then energy production as well. So yeah, it's something we always put patients on. If they are on a statin medication, our goal is to minimize the need for statin medications and use safer alternatives like the bergamot. But if they're on it, or even on Registrice, some people respond great to Registrice. That can deplete CoQ10. Those patients need to take this too. So what else can you tell us about CoQ10? Yeah, CoQ10, if you're on a statin, this is a must. That this is something I, every clinician I work with has heard this. If you guys are listening, every pharmacist I work with, this is probably one of the first things that we do because statins are top three prescriptions that are going out of every single pharmacy, especially in the Midwest. This is huge, huge, huge prescriptions that, that is utilized. Do some people need it? Absolutely. But this is something if you are taking a statin prescription, you need to be taking CoQ10. That mevalinate pathway that I talked about earlier when we were talking about citrus bergamot, There's two sides to that pathway. One of them is cholesterol, and the other side is CoQ10. And so when you block up that pathway by taking certain prescriptions like statins, do you stop the production of cholesterol or lower the production of cholesterol? Yes, that is the goal, right? The other side of that, the other side of that coin that you're going to do simultaneously, whether you want it or not, is you are going to reduce your CoQ10 levels. Antioxidant, energy production, cognitive function. It's used and shows up in migraine protocol, shows up in a lot of different things. This is absolutely paramount. If you, if you have restless mm-hmm. legs, if you have all sorts of, you get the leg cramping, you've been taking stands for a while and you've got these side effects that mm-hmm. kind of creep up after time. Maybe they weren't there when you first started, but they're here now. It could be a CoQ10 depletion. And this is absolutely something you can add on. Talk to Dr. Gray, talk to your pharmacist. Yep. This is huge. Agreed. Let's go to, I, I put this under C's just because our liver cleanse, liver detox yeah. product is called the Core Restore right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, program. And so I have a lot of patients who consider doing this after spring break. Sometimes they'll do it before or after holidays or 
They just want to lose weight before summer. So I do want you to talk more about that. And we could do a whole, well, I did, I did a whole episode um, with Steve. <laughs> with Steve, yeah. yeah on Steve, how yeah. important it is to detox. But essentially, you know, just to convince the audience, you know, the average person is exposed to 14 pounds of pesticides, herbicides, food additives, and preservatives, which is the equivalent of a bowling ball of toxins every year. So yeah. just like how your home and your car need filter changes and oil changes, right? Regular maintenance is required for your body to cleanse itself and eliminate those toxins. So we do have a program that can help big time um, that's designed to help support phase one and phase two liver detox pathways. It has ingredients like beet and artichoke and dandelion and milk thistle and alpha-lipoic acid, which we've mentioned before. So those help the liver and gallbladder kind of purge toxins into the gut. And then there's a protein fiber powder to bind them so you can eliminate the toxins. And the program is combined, uh, well, it gives you step-by-step instructions on exactly how to eat. It's combined with an anti-inflammatory diet and some supplements to give you the cofactors for all those liver processes to work appropriately. Um, That's all mapped out in the um, patient guide. So it's pretty easy to follow. And then that can help pilot patients into better eating behaviors to just continue living that lifestyle long-term. When I was first introduced to orthomolecular, which was, I think, like 2006 or seven, it was a long time ago, <laughs> I, I did this and I lost some weight and I went gluten-free through it and I just felt better. And so I was like, I'm on to something. And that's when I first started kind of trusting even this company, orthomolecular, because I had such a good experience with, with that program. So anything else you want to add on to that? I think everybody needs it. We love Corsair. I do two of these a year. I do one in January. It's kind of a new year, new me type of thing. I, I do that too, right? And then I also do one. I haven't done it yet, but about this time of year, and I'm due for it for sure. But this is one of those, if you're just kind of feeling a little sluggish, feeling like maybe you've put on a couple pounds, you're not sure where they're coming from, right? Obviously, there's a lot we can talk about with that. But this is a great kind of introduction to that. Like Dr. Gray said, it's an all-in-one program. It comes in a kit. It has three products in this kit. It has step-by-step. There's a booklet that will hold your hand and teach you exactly what you need to do. It's particularly easy. It takes about seven days. Right. And it focuses on increasing the function of your liver, because where does your body put toxins that it can't process effectively? I'm sorry to say it puts them in your belly fat, puts them in adipose cells, and it kind of stores them there and locks them away until it can basically process them. And if it never gets to them, it never gets to them. And so they're just going to sit there. And so this kit helps move things along, helps kind of flush your system out. It's it's a we call it a biotransformation kit, but it's essentially a detoxification kit, if you want to think about it that way. And patients, on average, I've got weight loss clinics that so will utilize this as kind of a step one. But there's this is a great way to lose, you know, three to nine pounds in that first week. That's about on average what I hear. And I have some patients who will do it two weeks or who will do it four weeks, yeah, right? There's so many longer. different yep. you know, components, pieces of the puzzle with weight loss. We want to make sure patients' stress is low, that they're exercising, they're eating clean, they're hormonally sound, right? That they're, they don't have insulin resistance or we're working to reduce that and that we're detoxifying the body. So that's a, it's just a helpful tool, helpful strategy. If you haven't tried it, you should try it. You cannot take that if you're pregnant or nursing. And if you have active large gallstones, it could mobilize those. So please don't, please don't do it in that situation. And if you do have diabetes, you can do this, but there, this includes kind of a modified fast. So you don't just talk to your provider because talk you can eat, provider. eat yep. more than is kind of recommended through, <laughs> through this if that's your situation. Yeah. So if you just want to kickstart some, some changes, say, Hey, I've been trying to do it for a while. Don't know how to get started or you're kind of intimidated by that. Take this kit home. You can do it on your own time. And it's, it's really, 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 really easy to do. Anyone can pick one up and do it. Very easy. Awesome. Okay, on to, this is another blend. It's a product called Cystostatin. Mm -hmm. We don't sell a ton of this, but it's a very useful product for patients who need it. And so this is a bladder health product. It has Mm -hmm. uberursi in it, which does have um, antibacterial um, components. It's just helped to promote, I'll say, microbial balance in the bladder and flush out the urinary tract. Mm -hmm. It has a berberine again, which we keep mentioning, right? Again, 
which kind of serves as a natural antibiotic, antimicrobial. Berberine will never go away. (laughs) (laughs) It has marshmallow root, which can be very soothing to the mucous membranes. When the bladder, you know, the the lining gets very irritated, it can be very helpful. Um, And then it has celery seed, which serves more of as a diuretic, I believe, to purge the infection. And it has some bladder rack as well to help reduce inflammation. So it's just a blend of synergistic ingredients to help patients who are having urinary tract infection-like symptoms. So I say at the, the minute patients start feeling like they're getting some of those symptoms, sometimes they know it's after intercourse, whatnot, take mm-hmm. this product right away, see if you can kick the infection. Now, obviously, if symptoms are progressing, some patients may need an antibiotic, but mm-hmm. have this handy in your, you know, in your medicine or your supplement cabinet to use as needed. So this is for more acute urinary symptoms. If you know that you're the type of patient where this has been a problem or could be a problem, this is something that's good to have on hand. And you can just start it and start doing it as a way to help kind of mitigate that before it really becomes a problem. And like I said, if you know you're that patient, you know that you're that patient. So it's a good thing to pick yep. up. Absolutely. Okay, we'll go on to D here. So I want to talk about DHEA. So DHEA is a steroid hormone precursor that we check in many of our patients. It's also very important to support the stress response. DHEA, again, can help build estrogen. It can help build testosterone. It's just a very important research shows, essentially, the higher your DHEA, the better you age, aka the higher your hormones, the less joint pain, just better memory, everything. DHEA is just important for helping even with blood sugar imbalances. Great for mood, great for bone health, great for a lot of things. So this is something that I many times will use in my younger patients who come in with lower hormone levels. You know, if someone's 80 years old, I'm probably just going to be giving them hormone replacement therapy or, you know, 50s, 60s, whatnot. But when they're younger, I use DHEA and we can use very small doses, five, 10 milligrams, and it can, it can work wonders in patients. So it is a useful tool as well. Yeah, that's great. This is something I, I would encourage you to talk to your, your provider about and have some follow up with and, and look at if you're curious, if you feel like you're off and this is a hormone precursor. So if you feel like you're a little off and maybe you want to have that conversation, this is a good thing to just kind of get a check in, take your body to the shop if you want to think about it that way and mm-hmm. get a, Get a full diagnostic run and kind of figure out where you're at and then figure out if DHEA is good for you. Perfect. Okay, let's go on to DIM. So we heavily use DIM here. So if you listen to the podcast, any of the hormone issue or hormone um, episodes, I'm sure you've heard me mention DIM. So it's, well, I will say in my um, in graduate school, my doctor focused on estrogen metabolism. So I read a lot about DIM and benefits really to fibroids and cysts, um, really just in general to breast, ovarian, uterine, prostate and colon health. So mm-hmm. what it does is it helps, I will say, I, I don't know if I want to go into the whole estrogen metabolism spiel here, but it really There's helps. There's another podcast the, episode. Yeah, yeah we, we have one on that. Yeah, right. It helps boost the 2 to 16 ratio. Yeah. So it just think it helps you clear out excess estrogen. So it's kind of like eating six pounds of cruciferous vegetables a day without the gas. So it's really going to help patients who have like breast tenderness, even with hormone replacement therapy, which sometimes we need to reduce their dose. This DIM can just help them clear out excess estrogen. And my younger patients who aren't on estrogen, who may be estrogen dominant, who are having PMS and heavy bleeding, whatnot, DIM can be very helpful, again, to bring down the estrogen. So those patients typically are more estrogen dominant, have high estrogen or lower progesterone. And so the solution is to lower the estrogen, right? help the liver, the body cleared out more appropriately with the DIM or to raise the progesterone to kind of bring those back into balance. So DIM can just be very helpful. It also will minimize testosterone converting to estrogen. So a lot of our male patients will also take that. Um, so it's just great from a breast cancer or any of those organs that I mentioned, cancer risk reduction standpoint, supports estrogen metabolism and helps with hormone symptoms. Yeah. Like Dr. Gray said, this is something we could probably spend an entire hour talking about how, why we would need them, where they're coming from, where they're going um, type of thing with estrogens. But, you know, as it relates to our body, our body 
It's a really interesting pathway. And if you're curious, give this a Google and see how complex this truly is. But there's about essentially three pathways our, our estrogens are going to metabolize through. And we call them the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Is that one of them, we're pretty okay with it going down that path. We know it's going to be properly excreted. We're going to PM out. Number two, the whole thing, it's getting out of our body. But when we start going down the bad and eventually the ugly, that's a scenario where maybe we have too much estrogen in our body. So we're estrogen dominant. Or we have a scenario where we're putting more estrogens in like we would be with hormones. Um, and we need those to basically effectively go to a healthy pathway so they don't cause a problem, right? And those problems are what Dr. Gray was just talking about earlier. And so what DIM does is it helps basically make that good pathway bigger. It makes it more open. In a nutshell, I know it's super oversimplified. Again, if you're curious, Google estrogen metabolism. <laughs> it opens up that pathway. So more of those hormones that are there for both women and men, right? If we're concerned about having too many estrogens, you guys out there, it opens up that pathway. So we can put more of those estrogens out the good pathway so they don't hang around and they don't get reabsorbed into our body and raise our estrogen levels and cause problems, like I said. Very helpful. Usually very well tolerated. The only side effects I've heard are occasionally I'll hear headaches, which I think patients are just detoxing and that fluctuation in hormone levels is triggering that. Um, If patients have really low estrogen and they actually don't need this, it could induce hot flashes, but that's pretty rare that that would happen. Yeah, very rare. Talk to Dr. Gray. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have you seen our electrolyte options at the clinic? My favorite is Element or Element E. It's an electrolyte powder drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. It's free of gluten, sugar, dodgy ingredients, is keto and paleo-friendly, and tastes delicious. I personally sweat a lot and have suffered with low blood pressure, and these electrolyte packets are just what I need on a hot day or with a heavy workout. Even if you don't work out, you might be drinking dead water, and if so, you need to replace your electrolytes, and Element is a great option for that. My favorite flavors are the citrus, orange, and raspberry salt. Grab a single sample packet at the clinic or receive a free bonus sample pack of six flavors using our link with any purchase. In my opinion, this is the best electrolyte drink ever. I'll post this link in the show notes. Going on to, this is not an orthomolecular product, but I just briefly want to mention D-ribose. So this is great for fibromyalgia. So uh, Jacob Teitelbaum, I took his certification years ago, and one of his theories is that fibromyalgia is kind of a state of energy crisis on a cellular level. And so we need to feed those cells, giving them building blocks for energy so that muscles don't ache. And so one of his strategies is to use D-ribose which you can think of as a sugar. It shouldn't raise your blood sugar, but using a five gram scoop, teeny little scoop you can put in a smoothie or on your food three times a day for 12 weeks has been very effective for my patients. It's just one of those things that's an, that is an easy trial. Um, it's either going to help or it's not. And so many of my patients swear by it and really appreciate D-ribose for muscle aches back to fibromyalgia, but also just for chronic fatigue in general, just helps with energy. That's D-ribose. Let's go on to vitamin D. Where do we start? Vitamin D helps with so many things. I got excited again. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, huge. If your vitamin D levels are low, this is going to affect almost every other system in your body, either directly or indirectly, right? And I don't know where everyone listening is located, but we get lucky enough here to live in Iowa where for a good five, six months out of the year, um, we choose to do it. It's great. But for five, six months out of the year, we spend a lot of time inside, right? We spend a lot of time inside. And so even still, even if we're outside and we're, we're doing whatever, a lot of times people are using sunscreens and they're using all sorts of stuff to prevent that good UV radiation in proper amounts, right? Not all of it's great, but in proper amounts from hitting our skin and creating vitamin D in our bodies, right? And so 
this is something it's super easy to supplement. It's very inexpensive. It helps with neurotransmitters, helps with your immune system, can help with uh, inflammatory pathways, helps with a lot of things, right? And I'll let you expand more on that. Yeah, bone density. Yep, absolutely. I usually just tell patients bone density, immune support, mood, energy. I mean, those are the, the main things. Yep. So it will, increase, wants, yeah. <laughs> it will yeah. increase calcium absorption. So that's just yep. something that's important to note. Yep. If you're prone to having kidney stones, we're going to get to K2 eventually, or maybe I should just say here, you really need to take this with K2 because mm-hmm. K2 will help direct the calcium into the bone matrix while magnesium and vitamin D will help the calcium get into the bloodstream. K2 is the one that will make sure the calcium goes to the appropriate place. So the only caution is if you really had kidney stones, we don't want to put you on super high dose, especially mm-hmm. without taking K2. But we carry this in a thousand and five thousand IUs, liquid or capsule. We also have it with and without K2. And then we have the 50,000 dose pack. So my mm-hmm. standard rule of thumb is for patients whose levels, which everyone should have their level tested, are less yeah. than yeah. 30 or close enough, even if you're 32, whatever, if you're close enough to that, you're considered deficient. So we put patient, those patients usually on a 50,000 IU dose pack, which is 20 bucks. It's very cheap, but they essentially take 50,000 IUs two to three times a week for five weeks. And then they can hopefully many times we'll be rechecking yeah. their level. Otherwise yeah. we'll reduce them to a maintenance of the 5,000 I use per day. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a thousand I use cut it for anyone. I mean, if you want your level, so the reference ranges are 30 to 80 or 30 to hundred. You want your levels like at least over 50, if not 80 minimum. Yeah. I've never seen anyone at least around here in Iowa taking only a thousand in that range. You just, you're going to need, most people need a minimum of 5,000. But I want to emphasize too, if you want to get 50 to 80, it is very unlikely. And you've probably seen this in clinical practice. It's very unlikely you're there. If you're wondering, do I need vitamin D? It's very unlikely you're there without supplementation. I I would be incredibly surprised. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's dad eats a lot of dairy and I I was convinced that he was going to be deficient. He's about the only patient I've ever seen whose vitamin D was decent. It was like in the forties or something, not taking it, but he was consuming, he was getting vitamin D from dairy. So let's go there for a second. So where do you get vitamin D? You mentioned the sun. You can get it from dairy products, which I'm not a huge advocate for. I mean, there's only a thousand IUs of vitamin D and one cup of milk. So to get 2000 IUs per day, you'd have to drink 20 glasses of milk, which is just not, not, no one should be doing that. And even then 2000 IUs is not moving your vitamin D. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, this is a very affordable nutrient. It's just an easy no brainer. We should, we should take it. Um, You can also get it from fish. So I do recommend patients eat oily fish, but that can be helpful as well. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to digestive enzymes. We've kind of alluded to these a little bit. Previously, mm-hmm. I was just mentioning more or less HCL, which is more yep. acid. We have two different digestive enzyme products. So under the D's, we have a product called digestive support. And then under the E here, yep. we have a product called enzyme support. They're slightly different. And so I'll try to differentiate them. I'm going to actually start with the enzyme support. So mm-hmm. the enzyme support has a blend of acid-resistant plant-based enzymes to help kind of maximize your digestion and absorption of nutrients. So this is going to help with carbs, proteins, and fats. But I will say it's it doesn't have bile or HCL in it. So it's a great standard, just kind of, again, kind of rule of thumb, anyone who wants to try digestive enzyme because they're bloated with meals, mm-hmm. whatnot, have a little heartburn, they could try enzyme yep. support. But the cool thing being from plants is that they operate in a really wide pH range. And so if we've been taking a PPI or we have some sort of, I don't produce enough stomach acid, like we talked about earlier, that's why there's a little bit of overlap in this conversation. That product will operate regardless of what your stomach acid looks like. So it's going to help you digest, help you break down your food. If you eat food and you get bloated, you get uncomfortable and you know that you're not digesting very well, 
I hear this all the time. This is a very safe way. 15 minutes before you eat, just get that on board and start using it. Absolutely. Perfect. But even if you forget to take it, like my husband's like, oh, I didn't take it. It's 15 minutes before the meal. I'm like, you can still take it. You can take it as you're eating. It's okay. You can still do it. So we also have a product called Digestive Support. So this has the betaine and HDL and pepsin that I, betaine, HDL and pepsin, which I had mentioned previously at a lower dosage than the latter product I mentioned. Plus it has a few enzymes, not as many as enzyme support, but it has some, and it has ox bile. So if you've had your gallbladder removed, chances are you can't digest, break down, absorb fats very well, which we can also see evidence on a stool test. We'll see if patients are pooping out their fat, right? So this product, I think it's a great combination for those patients. Again, it has the enzymes, HDL, HDL, and some bile. Absolutely. Just slightly. I know it's very nuanced and it probably sounds like there's a lot of overlap between even those three products that we're referencing. But yeah, this they're slightly different patient types, but both are great options if you've if you had some digestive issues. And if you have questions, always great idea to ask Dr. Gray. So (laughs) Okay, moving on to ease. So previously we mentioned that the cell danger response with chronic conditions like mold toxicity, whatnot. So many of my patients suffering with mold issues, we put on binders. So we have a binder called EnviroBind. Now, this is not more of an immunologic binder like SBIGG, which we're going to get to in the S's. This is more of an environmental binder. So this has zeolite, charcoal, Sheila Heat, if I say that right. Those are kind of the, yeah, I've heard of both ways. Yeah. Which are very helpful. So those can bind environmental toxins, but specifically things like mycotoxins though, mm-hmm. that we're having patients take when we're treating them for mold illness. Now, this is also something if you kind of get food poisoning or you're traveling, you're not quite sure what you're exposed to. This is also something that would be great to take. But do you want to expand on the benefits and why why this product is maybe better than some other binders? Yeah. So when we, and just in general, why we'd be talking about a binder in the first place is your body's constantly exposed to stuff. Even when we wake up, your body's exposed. Before you even leave your house, I've seen numbers like you're exposed to a hundred different chemicals before you even leave your house, right? And I know hopefully a lot of people listening to the podcast have some good shampoo brands and stuff. But if you start looking at labels of what you're consuming and what you're rubbing on your skin. I mean, you're exposed to a lot of different things. And so your body's going to process this and move it through your system. What the binder does is it acts as an insurance policy that once your body has deposited this out and ready to go in your GI tract, that it goes through and it binds to everything and prevents it from being reabsorbed. Because that will happen, is that it can go back in your system and clog up that whole detoxification process again, which is when we start feeling kind of crummy. And so this product, it took us a while to get to the market because we were sourcing it. Uh, the activated charcoal specifically is such an effective binder. And this is the same stuff you get like an emergency room if you're exposed to poison or whatever it may be. That activated charcoal is really hard to source because it binds to things in its environment. And so even with the shipping processes, we weren't sure exactly why it was happening. But even with the shipping processes or whatever it comes in contact with, things will get into it and they won't leave. So kind of contaminate it, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Quite a few activated charcoal companies we tried to work with um, who could meet kind of our demand because we make a lot of supplements <laughs> um, who were using activated charcoal or selling us activated charcoal that had contaminants in it. And we would ask, you know, them to prove that it wasn't there when they made it. And they, some of them were able to do that, which means that it was able to interact with things in its environment. And so we mix that together and we keep that and we test it before and after we put that in a capsule and into a sealed bottle. And then once the patient takes it, because we don't want to in high concentration expose more toxins, right? Because that'd be kind of counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. And so what this is meant to be is it's meant to be an insurance policy. This is something that's going to bind to and prevent it from going back into our system. So we know it's leaving. We know for a fact it's going to leave. So yeah. even if you don't have that you know of, right, mold toxicity, one of my patients you know. recently, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, not patients, one of my um, 
team members, one of our employees recently traveled to Mexico and she got there and she was like, oh my gosh, there's mold everywhere, right? But she had no place to go. She had to stay there. So yeah. even if you're in an environment or maybe it's your family member's home, you're traveling for the holidays and you have to sleep in the basement and it smells mildewy, right? This would be a great product to just take to have on board for those days so that hopefully those toxins, like you said, aren't deposited into your system that they can get bound and excreted. Or even so, just hotels are really bad culprits. Gyms, places that have a lot of moisture in the air, kind of gross, right? Some of these other places that pools or whatever it may be. A lot of these places are just culprits for growing that stuff, unfortunately. So if you're someone and you know, you, you go to the gym quite regularly, you know, you're being exposed and you just don't feel quite right. Maybe you notice that when you go into that gym, you're like, oh, something, something funky is going on in here. <laughs> Good opportunity to talk to Dr. Gray. Number one, I'm going to keep saying that, but uh, <laughs> make sure we're using something to make sure that's leaving our system. I'm kind of a nutcase. Anywhere I go, I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking for water damage. I'm, you know, I just see, is this, oh, is this building contaminated? It's a good thing oh, to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and if it is, and you can get out, but okay. Hey, everybody. If you've enjoyed the content I've been sharing on this podcast, I think you will love my new free ebook, How to Create Resilient Health. One of my signature talks covers why stress impacts our health so negatively and what exactly we can do about it. After every time I give that talk, I always get requests from people in the audience for the actual presentation so that they can go back through it again and reference it on an ongoing basis. This was happening so much that I finally realized I needed to create a new resource on the topic, which is this beautiful ebook I've just released. In this book, I break down the stress response, symptoms of stress, how stress impacts your health and your hormones, and most importantly, share what you can do to make yourself more resilient to it. I share healthy strategies relating to lifestyle, nutrition, and supplements to help you create and maintain the habits needed to better thrive under stress. If you're one of millions of Americans that have struggled with chronic stress, you are not alone. Let this ebook be your guide. Hop on over to yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash creating hyphen resilience for your free download. Moving on to F, let's talk about fish oil. So I think everybody needs, especially living in Iowa, needs to take fish oil because we don't have access to fresh fish. Fish oil contains omega-3 fatty acids. And we are so highly um, exposed to omega-6s here with soy and corn, which are pro-inflammatory. We need to balance out that taking the anti-inflammatory omega-3s, which primarily are going to come from fish. Now, omega-9s are more olive oil, which I'm fine with those. Please consume lots of that. But you still are going to need your omega-3s. So Fish oil is great for maintaining just a cardiovascular, good, I'll say cardiovascular profile because it's great for lowering glucose, good for lowering cholesterol and triglycerides, whatnot. It's a first go-to always when patients come into my office and show me their labs and they, they do have those elevations. I also help use it for memory. It's great for the cognitive development, um, even of a child in utero. So for pregnant ladies, great for reducing pain, great for reducing headaches and menstrual cramps. It just has lots of applications. And kind of like how I said earlier, almost everyone I test is low on alpha lipoic acid. I will say many are also low on vitamin D and then many are low on omega-3. So we can test for that to kind of prove that you need to be taking it. But what else do you want to share on fish oil or omega-3 specifically? Yeah, unless you're eating a really good Mediterranean diet, which if you are, good for you. But unless you're doing some pretty hardcore lifestyle stuff, it's going to be really hard for you to have really good omega-3 levels, right? And Dr. Gray kind of hit the nail on the head. In Iowa, it's a problem. In the U.S., it's a problem. It really doesn't matter where you're living. And the problem is, is we we use a lot of oils that are not good for us. They're pro-inflammatory, so especially like omega-6. We have a set of enzymes in our body that act on omega-3s and omega-6s the exact same way, and they cannot tell the difference. They're called delta-6 and delta-5 desaturase enzymes. 
And so they're there all the time. They're just doing their thing. And if we put, I always say, if we put 10 omega-6s, you know, in front of these enzymes and 10 omega-3s in front of these enzymes, what are the odds that they're going to pick one or the other? 50-50. But the reality is, is most people in the US are eating anywhere between 20 to 25 to 1 omega-6 for every omega-3. Seriously, it's it's that bad. And so if we put 20 to 25 of those omega-6s versus one of those omega-3s in front of that enzyme, which one is it going to pick? Every now and then it's going to grab an omega-3 because it's there. But a million times a second, every cell in our body, it's going to be picking that omega-6. And the problem with that is, is they're pro-inflammatory, does the opposite of what we want with those omega-3s. And so we want to supplement with that because like I said, it's very, very, very challenging to continuously do that with our diet every single day. And it's super, super, super easy. I know we said there's no pill or potion that can out replace lifestyle changes, but a fish oil is one of those instances where you can really introduce that in your system and very effectively kind of counterbalance that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with making lifestyle changes too. Don't just keep eating, you know, McDonald's every day or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. totally agreed. So most of my patients I'll start with one gram. But to be honest, to suffice the the level needed on a nutritional evaluation, most patients are going to need two grams a day, yeah, which is yeah. two of our capsules. You know, patients who, yeah. yes, patients who bring in their fish oil from other, again, corner shops, typically that can be like six capsules a day because they're just not as potent as ours. And ours just obviously is very pure. The, I hope I say this right, because I always forget all these products have nuances, but I've said this on the podcast before that this fish oil has the shortest C to shelf time in the industry, which is only about three months as compared to like 18 months plus, which is that the national average, which means a lot of the -the over-the-counter fish oil is oxidized and rancid and just bad. This fish oil is also, I know, vacuum distilled. It's been tested to ensure there's no heavy metals, pesticides, PCBs um, are contained. So it's a very pure product. And although three months doesn't sound fresh, it's the freshest you're going to find, like period. (laughs) It takes time to make it into an oil that you can actually consume. And also, it's in the correct form too, which is a big thing. Yes, a lot yes, mention of the, that. Yeah, a lot of those retail products, and they don't have to label this. They do not have to say it. There's no requirement, no governing agency that says you have to say what form your fish oil is in. Most people, 99% of people don't even realize there are different forms. Most of those forms, if you go look at your bottle right now and you pick it up and it does not say triglyceride form somewhere on the bottle, it is what's called an ethyl ester. And an ethyl ester, as you can imagine, it has kind of a chemically name to it. It is an alcohol-backed fish oil. The backbone of that compound is ethyl alcohol. And so what does that do? It oxidizes that Mm -hmm. fat really quickly. And then your liver actually has to process that too. And so what you're getting is a really rancid fish oil that if you guys have ever taken fish oil that's not from a good company, you're going to burp it up. And it (laughs) smells. Yeah. 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 And who wants to smell like fish, right? Especially if you take it in the morning and go to work and you're like, oh, great. Okay. Well, and it's harder for <laughs> yeah. your body to detoxify from. And, you know, yeah. through this episode, yeah. all the episodes with you, we're talking about what's the most bioavailable, like the most easy to absorb version of a nutrient to take. You want to take the triglyceride form. It's just easier okay. for your body to absorb and assimilate versus that ethyl. Right. It's the form that the fish salmon. gave us. And yep. So, yep. And so we process it back to the exact same form that came out of the body. So there's no, there's alcohol free. Our product is. And then Dr. Gray mentioned we test. The FDA requires parts per million. That's what they require for certificate analysis. We actually submit ours to another third-party company called Eurofins that test down to parts per billion for us. And so we go multiple factors of 10 even further just to guarantee, because we know we're using these potentially with sensitive patients who can't have any capacity, any of these heavy metals, pesticides, plastics, whatever it may be. Awesome. Okay. 
I hope you enjoy this series. I will post links in the show notes to all the products discussed in each episode. We still have lots of supplements to cover, but use code THANKS10 for 10% off anything mentioned in today's show online at yourlongevityblueprint.com. See you next week. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Teen Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.